0: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And it's Vincent. And uh, Vincent, talk about something for a moment. Um...
1: Uh yeah, you know, I was uh, coming in today and I've been trying. I've been trying my best and I've been going off and off and off and on and on about this. Uh when I'm uh, all the time on Free Talk I'm trying to find news other than related to the C thing, right? The coronavirus, which it makes me nauseous even saying it, even mentioning it, because um I mean, you know, truth be told, I expected we'd be talking about Bernie versus Biden at this point, but now just this coronavirus and it's been, the news has become so saturated and like things are happening with it right like you know we have the mayor of um i think the mayor of los angeles it was saying that life for angelinos which is a silly name in my opinion isn't going to go back to normal until they find a cure right for a a, you know the coronavirus it's it's what people would call in the family of a common cold and you can't cure a cold right because it mutates all the time
0: Who who is the angelinos people people from los angeles okay they're they're called angelinos uh,
1: that, that, that's what the article said according to the day uh this is the daily mail so i don't know maybe that's like a silly british term for them i would hope so like i you would know, hope
0: they don't call themselves that i mean they might
1: well you know was people in the south call sprinkles jimmies i mean so i i, I you know nothing J- sprinkles jimmy or excuse me they call you're, you're from the south i believe they call jimmy in the north here we call jimmy's sprinkles
0: we call sprinkles sprinkles.
1: Oh, really? Well, where do they call it, Jimmy's? Then maybe it's another British thing.
0: I don't know. <laughs> it's not the South, though. Well, oh, it could not. be parts of the South, I guess. Could,
1: yeah, I mean, if the South is a very, very wide, uh, wide um, geographic range. So
0: what be. I like about the South is how every every soda is a Coke, every single one. Really? <laughs> yeah. It, it's sort oh. of like how Xerox took basically means you know photocopy. Oh, in yeah. The same way Coke means any sort of carbonated beverage.
1: Like Kleenex is what they call. Um, t- it's a you know they, they, yeah. Kleenex is a brand that people just just call all tissues. Or what was it Q-tips are what people call cotton swabs? Right. It's just a brand. Okay,
0: oh, very interesting. I've never really thought about the logistics of Q-tips, or I mean, the logistics isn't the word I'm looking for, but the um the name of them. I guess yeah, cotton swabs would be. More correct. I think I've only ever called them Q-tips, though. Well, but anyway,
1: I'm trying to look it up. Apparently, you know, when you type in Q-tip, the first thing that pops up is a is a rapper. So um, creativity is officially <laughs> creativity is officially dead here in the United States now.
0: So there is a rapper calling himself Q-tip.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe I should All bust right. a flow and call myself Kleenex.
0: I, I would support this endeavor. So. The who is this? The mayor of Los Angeles is saying that Los Angeles won't return to normal until they have a vaccine.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it just said cure in the in the headline here, but oh, yeah, cure. M- Mayor Eric Garcetti. Which I mean, to these people, is a vaccine, right? I mean, like versus like, what what do people? I mean, for one, since we're talking about etymology and words, when people think of cure, is a cure something that just immediately gets rid of it, or something that helps it? Because I mean, it could be argued that. um yeah, I'm trying to think because with certain disease, like with antibiotics, right? Antibiotics would cure bacterial infections, but... Well, you could-
0: slowly, right? But your body would generally defeated by itself anyway depending on the type of bacteria.
1: Yeah, 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 that, that's a good point like for, for me if I have a if I have a cold or some sort of virus I would take zinc and vi- well vitamin D I already need because you know I mean I'm, I'm paler than a ghost and uh you know here in the northeast you know vitamin D which is good for immune function and zinc which is antiviral and also good for immune function and for like I think they're called trace trace elements in the body so uh, unless you eat a bunch of oysters uh, a supplement usually helps. I'm not a doctor. This is just what I do, you know, personally, don't sue me.
0: Sure. So I don't see a cure or a vaccine coming anytime soon. From what I've seen um from you know the talking heads who purport to know about these sorts of things, they we're we're at least three months away from one. And that's assuming that people will get it and that it will work and not cripple people for life or kill them or whatever other things that, you know rushed vaccines tend to do whatever one thinks about you know tested non-rushed vaccines the rushed ones have almost always uh, been bad bad experiences for people and we had a caller a few weeks ago i think it was for the h1n1 vaccine his mother was a recipient of the vaccine and then she lost Control of her legs or something? I don't recall now. It well, that's, that that sounds
1: uh, that that sounds like an anecdotal uh, conspiracy. You know, vaccines are totally safe and harmless, which is why you're, there's a secret vaccine court that you're not allowed to sue them
0: outside of. A secret vaccine court? This yeah. is the first I've heard of that. Or
1: maybe not secret, but like there's, there's a special vaccine court, right? Like you can't bring you you, you can it, 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 There's a whole separate process for vaccines for whatever reason.
0: Okay, I was not aware of that. So. The, there's a lot. Of, there's a separate process for a lot of things. Uh, among those would be CNN's ability to screen experts for their panelists. <laughs> uh, ev- evidently, Greta Thunberg, uh, the the climate change teenage alarmist, is going to be on CNN's panel this Thursday night, uh, along with the former CDC director and the former HHS secretary, to discuss the coronavirus. Now, Greta Thunberg, regardless of what she thinks about the global warming thing, is certainly not an expert on virology or any of these other things that are related to the coronavirus.
1: Well, you know, she she is a child prodigy, right? Because at 16, she is treated as an expert in climate change, as it's now called. So, I mean, you know, who are we to say that she isn't such a genius that she's a she became an epidemiologist while she wasn't getting any uh, attention during the first, like, two months of his coronavirus uh, pandemic?
0: Well, she may be an expert on climate change uh, because when people are obsessed with something and they, you know, pour into it like that, they do tend to learn a lot about it. Now, I don't know if the facts that she's been absorbing are true or not, and I don't particularly care, but if she's absorbing facts, her obsession would lead her to be an expert. But not on the coronavirus. No, no, yeah, no. no. And not on virology or how to prevent an epidemic or pandemic or whatever, or the economic consequences of the state attempting to do so. Well, so, sorry, go ahead. No, that, go ahead. Well, I, I'm just wondering, you know, who's
1: benefiting from this? Obviously, it's Gre- well, uh, well. I, I wonder because obviously, Greta Funberg is benefiting because she's now back in the limelight. You know, not the best limelight, right? You know, CNN is now the most trusted name in fake news. But I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's like CNN. It, I, I don't know how anyone could have thought that this would be a good idea because it's just I haven't seen any positive reaction from it. It's not like I'm just in my own little echo chamber bubble. Like when I go through comments. People or even people who buy into this are saying, you know, what, what is she doing here? She's not epidemiologist. You know, I mean, it's like when, when you were listing the names, right? The former CDC, uh, you have what, Farid zakari on there. It's like Greta Thunberg. Okay, which one of these things, it's like an SAT question. <laughs> which
0: one of these things
1: doesn't belong?
0: It would certainly be her, but uh, it, that's not the only, I mean, the left's media in general is, is nuts, right? You have Vox here claiming that not wearing a mask is more or less toxic masculinity, And and that Trump is highlighting the gender divide between men and women by asserting dominance by not wearing a mask. It's it's insanity how these people connect these dots that the dots aren't even there and neither are the connections they're making. But that doesn't stop Vox from writing a 4000 word essay (laughs) about it.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I do now have. I'm a graduate. I'm a graduate from a, jur- a journalism school now, so I feel that I could decipher some of that insanity, and I think I could understand. So, by Trump not wearing the mask, it's toxic mask maskialinity. But I'm, ch- <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been waiting to do that all day. Um, because he's, you know, he's not wearing it, right? Everyone else is, but he's not. So, like, I, I view wearing a mask as being, and I think other people do too, as being it's like submission, right? Is showing that you, you're. This year, like you know, obviously, if if someone's per- performing surgery on me, I'd want them to wear a mask so you know, ver what they had for lunch that day doesn't end up inside my spleen. But in this case, where the whole mask thing is part of hysteria and it's part of this um, like conditioning, right? By Trump being the only one not wearing a mask, it shows that he is better than them. Uh, than, than people who aren't, or at least that, that's the way I could try and get inside the offer's head.
0: That's that's very similar to the catalyst of this uh, little spiel from Vox here, which uh, she, evidently she's blaming Trump for what one man in particular said. He said that it's submission, it's muscling yourself, it looks weak, especially for men. Now, Trump didn't say that, but the article is about how Trump agrees with this. Most oh, so
1: of her mind-reading him.
0: Yeah, they, Well, the, the media loves mind-reading Trump and putting words in his mouth. I felt that it was a statement that people should know about, tweeted the journalist, quote journalist. Thank you. (laughs) To the crowd in front of the factory, she said, masks clearly symbolize something beyond I am trying to... This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll free number is 855 450 3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And it's Vincent. And I finally got around to reserving my motel room for Fort Fest 2020 today. And if you want to join me up there, and along with other liberty minded volunteers, anarchists, and libertarians, it's happening from June the 29th until July the 5th at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Happening the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, ForkFest is decentralized, so no one is in charge. There's also no ticket cost. Just reserve your site, uh, your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June the 29th until July the 5th. You can just relax and go camping, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. But if you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial website, forkfest.party. Once more, that's forkfest.party. Now, the mask thing is a contentious one uh, here in the United States. I saw a poll today about how 70-something percent of Americans are willing or, or intend to begin wearing a mask in public within the next two weeks, seventy percent. Seventy percent. No, that's of the people polled, and oh, yeah. of the people not already wearing masks, presumably. But uh, I am not among those people, and apparently it's because I'm just so damn masculine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Don't let
0: the dress fool you.
1: Well, it's better than, I mean, I got to say, the whole toxic masculinity thing, I didn't expect them to pull that because it was what? I, I remember last week it was racist not to be wearing a mask, and then well, before they, it was they, hateful.
0: The mask also mentions that it's racist. <laughs> so, I mean, they're pulling out all the stops here,
1: okay. recovering all their bases.
0: Right. So they're saying that, you know, these people aren't alone. Trump himself declined to wear a mask while being photographed at a plant where they made masks. <laughs> So he claims that he wore one backstage, Mike Pence also was criticized for failing to wear one when he visited the Mayo Clinic in April. One shouting, barefaced man at the Michigan State House was photographed at the rally, said he was not at all worried about the virus and would never wear a mask. Ever. Since the pandemic began, the issue of wearing masks has further exposed America's racial and gender prejudices. Earlier on, wearing masks was associated with Asian countries and often dismissed because of racist assumptions about those countries. Then, as many cities began to require residents to wear masks, police began targeting black men for covering their faces, profiling them as criminals rather than as people trying to abide by health guidelines. Now, this is the first I've heard about that. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but this is the first I've heard about it, and it's from a it's from an article that's trying to convince me that not wearing a mask is toxic masculinity. So I'm not inclined to take it at its word.
1: Well, I, I also want to add when they talked about was it Asian Asian cities and people weren't wearing masks because of racist assumptions. Like, well, racist assumptions like in Beijing, you can't go outside without choking on the smog. Which isn't, just, which isn't just an Asian, like a Chinese problem. It's a problem in like Mexico City. It's a, it's a problem even in American cities for smog and all the pollution. So, I mean, it's just like when, when it's, it's like when, when you're holding a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So, I mean, when everything is racist, then, you know, then essentially nothing is. And it just, you know, it loses via impact when someone is legitimately being hateful.
0: Speaking of racism and sexism, though, the author then goes on to say for a certain subset of mostly white conservative men not wearing a mask seems to have become a hallmark of manliness. Interesting that she the the author of this article is herself equating manliness to dominance and supremacy,
1: Oh, that's a very good point. It's a reverse psychology or some sort of Freudian thing going on with her?
0: I think it would be a Freudian thing, yeah. Because I don't think the courage not to wear a mask is distinctly masculine. It's just courage. Why is courage a distinctly manly affair? I would ask this author. She seems to think it is. For unmasked protesters like the ones in Michigan, there's there's an assumption of a kind of invincibility that is tied to this idea of white masculinity, said Jonathan Metzel, a professor of sociology at Vanderbilt University and the author of Dying of Whiteness, How the Politics of Racial Resentment is Killing America's Heartland. That 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 is exactly the type of author that Fox would go to about this. <laughs> but it's not just men, although it's it's all about masculinity And manliness, but it's not just men, according to the author. Frank noticed many women among the unmasked Trump supporters gathered at the Honeywell plant. And of course, many men were happy to follow the recommendation from the CDC to cover their faces in public. Still, a narrative has emerged on the right that wearing a mask is weak and refusing to wear one is somehow strong. And that narrative could put everyone at risk.
1: So, d- does the offer like post any sort of evidence of people saying that? Because I mean, not not that I've really been paying attention to why someone isn't wearing a mask or not. I mean, but, at least in New Hampshire here, the reason why I've been see- I've heard that people aren't wearing a mask is because they don't one, breathing issues; two, they don't believe it's effective; or three, they uh, you know they think this whole thing is overblown and wearing a mask is just submitting. To the hysteria. I've, I've never heard anything saying like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm okay. going to breathe in all that Corona. I'm not some, some you know, sissy, uh, mask wearing um, pansy.
0: Yeah, certainly the only people I've heard putting forward that narrative is this Fox author. Yeah. One thing about being macho is being fearless, said Melanie. Wow, that's a weird spelling of Melanie. Melanie Price, a political science professor at Prairie View A&M. But that fearlessness comes at a cost for every single person around you. Because that's that's what it is. You know, it's the the masks are supposed to help you from getting sick and they're supposed to help other people not get sick. But if you're not sick, then you're not going to get other people sick in the first place. It's idiocy, man. And I don't want anything to do with it. You know, you you listed off three reasons there. Those are those are good reasons not to wear masks, not to wear masks. But uh, my reason is just I don't want to. It's very valid. And that's good enough for me. And because I don't want to, I don't feel that anyone else should have the right to make me do it. I know that's weird for the leftists out there who think I'm just being a toxic white male. But that's the truth of the matter is that I don't want to. And maybe that's privilege speaking. And I'm sneering down my nose at all of the minorities and all of the oppressed LGBT people and all of this. I don't know. But I don't want to do it, and I'm not going to do it, because that's my right as a human being, to not do things that I don't want to do. This eludes them, of course, because they, they buy into collectivism completely, right? I cease to be an individual, and I must submit myself by wearing a mask to the collective, to the fictitious greater good. Otherwise, they'll call you names. Yeah, well, they're going to call me names anyway. I'm, I'm accustomed to it. So masks were common in East Asian countries before the pandemic hit. But where the outbreak began, uh, that's the Wuhan province in China, started requiring them in February. The U.S. was much slower to recommend masks. But in early April, with confirmed corona cases jumping by the day, the CDC recommended that everyone wear a cloth mask in certain public settings. And this, this is the most bizarre thing about it, is that these cloths, these cloth masks can literally just be cut out of a T-shirt. So it's the equivalent of taking your T-shirt and just lifting it over your nose and your face. That's all that's being achieved here. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live.
2: Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com
0: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Ariel. And it's Vincent. And Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com that allows you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash using dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting a person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted, which means that you finally have access to a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Get started trading Bitcoin Cash now at local.bitcoin.com. Again, that's local.bitcoin.com, the best place to acquire Bitcoin Cash for those people out there seeking it. And it's a good time to acquire Bitcoin any sort of cryptocurrency but i i of course like my bitcoin cash so it the uh, the government is now working on a 3 trillion dollar stimulus package evidently
1: oh very cool more money for poor people to spend this is very as you know as i learned in public as i learned in public high school inflation is good cuz more poor people get money
0: it that that is <laughs> literally true yes <laughs> And then they waste it, and then they need more money. And that's that's the behavior that keeps them poor.
1: Well, and, and goods uh, goods become more expensive because by the time the poor people – or you know, the, the lower-income people, excuse me uh, – by the time the poor people uh, actually have access to that money, inflation kicks in and the price of goods rises.
0: Smooth. So contract con, – I keep wanting to call it contract tracing. Contact tracing is this idea that we can monitor people – As they go about their daily lives, and we can then somehow collect all of this data, filter it out, and determine who has been in contact with who. That's scary, with or without a virus. You know, this idea that they they can monitor that, hey, I've been in close proximity today between you, Ian, and probably a dozen other people. That's scary. Mapping out all human contact.
1: Oh absolutely this is like what uh, Edward Snowden was uh, warning about with via uh, NSA's prism and it just it, it's it's sad to see how short people's memories are where Back a few years ago, you know, even the liberal, the lefties were saying, oh, you know, Edward Snowden's a hero. He exposed government spying on everyone. And then now, you know, now that there's this, this, this uh, over, uh, overhyped, overblown cold virus out there. People are saying, oh, now we, we need to track where everyone is going so no one could get sick. No, no, not that so no one could get sick. So we know who's gotten sick from who and tracing a microscopic invisible enemy. And it's um, this is just this is blanket blatant tyranny.
0: I definitely agree, and, and it terrifies me to think that people would even be willing to do it voluntarily. Like the Google Google Play apps and the iOS apps, and all of these other apps that you know have been developed in various countries, they're voluntary. I mean, for now at least, and and it's terrifying that people might actually submit themselves to that of their own accord. So what are they doing in
1: Washington State? Well, so now it's not, uh, we've gone past the voluntary part of it. So now this is from uh, Infowars.com. Washington State requires restaurants to collect personal info on diners for, quote, contact tracing. This was published uh, yesterday. As part of its Phase 2 COVID-19 reopening requirements, state officials want restaurants to keep a daily log of diners, with all of her contact information that will be kept by each restaurant for at least for at least thirty days. According to, so, I mean, I got to say, if this is phase two, I'd hate to see what phase six is or phase four or whatever, you know, whatever they have next. I mean, uh, so the um, requirement is, quote, if the establishment offers table service, create a daily log of all customers and maintain that daily log for 30 days, including telephone, email, contact information and time in. This will facilitate any contact tracing that might need to occur.
0: I have to be honest, if I go into a restaurant and they ask for my anything beyond my name, they're not getting it. I'm just going to find somewhere else to eat.
1: Yeah, yeah well, I, I will say that. If people are using like electronic payments, like credit cards, they that, that could be used as sort of like a tr- like a back sort of like a back way or like a backdoor way of um, of tracing that. Now, That's and true. I mean in C- so I, I guess they I, I don't know if that many people in uh, Washington State use cash or um, but uh, I got to say reason this is they pretty- should
0: use crypto. Well,
1: exactly. Yes, I, I got to say this is um this this is pretty uh, um audacious even for uh, you know a West Coast government. Uh, it's currently unknown if restaurant owners will be required to submit this daily log to the state, but it's certainly possible that's excuse me, certainly plausible that's the ultimate goal.
0: It's very curious what they're making required and what they're making suggested. Like here in New Hampshire, it's it's purported to be required that employees have to. Or someone in management has, has to monitor the temperature of employees as they get to work and check up with them, make sure they're feeling OK and all this stuff. And from what we were given, that's required by law. Of course, if you read the actual executive, executive quote order, it's not that clear. But, you know, that's what we were told. This is required by law. You have to do this. Not a single damn one of us has done it. And not a single one of us is going to. Half of us don't even wear masks and have no intention of doing so. Uh, I don't know
1: if it's the best idea to uh, announce that on national radio, but you know, good, good for y'all. Good for y'all.
0: I, I very carefully avoid saying where I work. Oh, on I see. The show, okay, so. I see. So. Yes, yes.
1: Um, it's just someplace. Just yeah, yeah. It's um, so. If it's not really. But we I are mean,
0: definitely not following the guidelines, uh, but I mean, well, they thank can't. You for guidelines. Uh, they are guidelines, uh, but they can't prove that we're not because of the the HIPAA or whatever it's called, the Health Protection Act. I mean, That that information is confidential. I can't give you my employees' temperatures. Are you kidding me? Get out. Come back with a warrant.
1: That's very good well i I'm, I'm glad to hear that at least some businesses are going against this just because like the 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 thought of losing money, the thought of of uh, getting uh, losing your licenses is happening all across the country is um, I mean too much for a lot see, of business owners to uh, to afford
0: that's where it screwed up you know places like Home Depot, Walmart they're they're not at risk of not enforcing these things and not getting in trouble because of it is it's the mom and pop stores. That don't have the resources to fight the government and that will be the ones that the government goons crack down on.
1: Well, actually, you see, Aria, that, that that's a good thing because apparently uh, the coronavirus is only capable of being spread through uh, small businesses, right? You're unable to catch it at Walmart <laughs> or any big box store, according to the government.
0: Well, it can also be called out in the woods where they have to use a helicopter to find you or just out surfing in the ocean by yourself or wakeboarding or whatever the guy was doing.
1: Yeah, so, yeah surfing. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. And it's, cops uh,
0: cannot catch it, and they cannot spread it to people. So, I mean, it's a very strangely selective oh, virus. Yeah.
1: Animals like goats and, and uh, fruits like papayas could get it. You know, one twin could get it. At and, least uh, one
0: tiger got it.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, which cats. raises the
0: question of who in their right mind tested a tiger for COVID-19 and why? Why? Out, out of all of the things this person could have done with this COVID-19 test, right, Why would they have pointed at a tiger and said, I'm going to test that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a good point especially with I, I forget what state or was it the u.s or was it uh was it some other country but um but it happened what, was it the, the united states i, I think, think it happened? was in the u.s because i don't remember the state because i mean you hear about like all around the country you have people bitching and kvetching saying that oh there's not enough tests you know we're uh you know we need to test literally every you know the united states i believe is still doing the most amount of tests per capita out of uh, any any country in the world that's something that trump rags about but people for whatever reason want there to be like everyone needs to get tested. everyone needs to have a cotton swab shoved up into Versinus, you know leaving god knows what's on a cotton swab in there
0: seven more big cats uh four tigers and three lions have covid19 in the bronx Okay, so New York. York, City, York the, oh. According to the National Geographic. So, yes, this, these are American zoos testing tigers and lions for COVID 19. Oh,
1: my. And, and you know, is this and, what
0: Trump means when he says the United States does more testing than anyone else?
1: Well, I, I could be. I mean, I don't understand, though, since you have like Chuck Schumer crying on TV saying that they need more tests. You have all the, you know, the mayor, the governor saying that they need more tests. And yet somehow they find the time or they find a test kit to instead of testing, you know, a low income person or like a senior citizen or someone who's vulnerable, they they test a, a big cat, a tiger, right? And where's is the tiger getting
0: a check? I I hope. I, the the I mean, zoo it, probably is. If dead people are getting
1: checks, you know, the animals might as well, especially if they catch this thing.
0: I would agree. The tiger would probably be more responsible with the money than most Americans. 855-450-3733. Does your cat have COVID-19? Give us a call and let us know. This is Free Talk. Talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And it's Vincent. And apparently, according to InfoWars, contact tracing is becoming mandatory in Washington with, as we predicted a few weeks ago, with these business owners becoming responsible for enforcing these draconian measures onto the general public. Instead of having government goons creating checkpoints, they're just going to do like they did with the income tax and just pass it off to businesses who will do it because they're scared of the government cracking down on them. That's fascism in a nutshell, I think. Isn't it? It's businesses afraid of the government, so they're enacting the government's mandates and demands and things?
1: I'd say, I mean, like that that sounds like sort of, well, I guess communism is the the government would just straight up take over the business. So I, I suppose you're right.
0: So contact tracing continues. Rachel Brummert left her home in Charlotte, North Carolina, just once after March the 2nd to pick up a prescription at CVS on March the 18th. And this made the job of the contact tracer from the Mecklenburg County Health Department a lot easier after Brummert, age 49, got her positive COVID-19 results on April the 9th. So despite staying at home for a month and a week and only leaving her house once, she still got COVID-19.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and uh, what uh, what outlet is this on? This is on USA Today. Okay, USA Today. I was going to say, I mean, this should be like, if if the news agencies were honest, right, this should be na- you know, national news because uh, this this froze the whole you know stay at it was save a life, shelter in place, stay at home. This throws it out. Yeah, it just throws it out into the water.
0: And it's possible that she may have saved a life by not giving it to other people when she tested positive for it, it it doesn't seem altogether likely because she was out and about. So everyone she came in contact with, if these stories are to be believed now has COVID-19 essentially. And, but she stayed at home is the part that I get hung up on. So how did she catch this in the, was it that one trip to CVS that caused her to get COVID-19? In which case the, the contact tracing for Mecklenburg County is only getting started uh
1: i i it, it ties into a statistic i saw in new york where like 66 percent of recent hospitalizations are people who stayed inside and i mean even in my experience uh just a few weeks ago i, I came down with uh with a, like a short cause was like a like a 48 hour cold and i had stayed inside for most of a week also because one it's not healthy staying inside living on recycled air not getting any sunlight but uh two i mean you know, there's been times like when you get like some kids who just stay at home during summer vacation. I knew they'd get sick. I mean, like there's, we're surround. you know, we're surrounded by viruses and bacteria and all sorts of other nasty stuff. Right. That's why uh, little children. Right. You know, they put stuff, you know, pick up stuff, put it in their mouth and everything. That's how kids develop immunity is by just you know being out in in public. Right. Being right. out in nature, getting a, a getting ex- learned immunity, getting exposed to all of this stuff. Um so yeah I mean like I, I anyone who believe the idea that if they stay inside I mean obviously if you're going to be around like people or animals you're more likely to get sick just because uh you know we're living beings right we're organic beings we're full of uh, full of microbes and such but to think that like you will never get sick by staying home is like saying you will never get into any sort of physical accident by staying home I mean
0: yeah So the tracer had only two other transmission possibilities to consider she had to talk to people near Brummett's husband at the financial services company where he worked until March 18th and find a 26-year-old neighbor who two days later left groceries on the bottom step while she stood on the top step. So she went all out, like paying neighbors to put to put their lives at risk for her behalf to go out and get her groceries, right? Someone's got to go out there and get the freaking groceries, that's what these stays, these stay at home people evidently don't understand. It's, it's fine if you want to stay at home, but don't don't call delivery, don't call an Uber, don't call Pizza Hut. Well,
1: unless they what was the day contactless delivery, right? So you know you could call a Pizza Hut, you know, it'd be like a drug deal, right? They leave a pizza, like a you know you leave the money out on the on the uh, on the street, and then they leave a the pizza on the street. But then I guess you got to figure out who you know who do you trust,
0: right? Who's going to go first? If the first? money is infected.
1: Oh, the, that's a good the point. The driver
0: gets it. If the driver is infected, it gets onto their boxes. So, I mean, it's going to spread. The contactless delivery, it's only going to help with the person-to-person contact. If they cough and then hand you the money, you're you're still going to get it, even if you never actually have contact with that person. If it was the flu or a cold, you would get that as well. So that's I, just how these things spread. That's why... If that's why people wash their hands after handling money. It's it's filthy. It's disgusting.
1: So yeah, I mean, I I, I think the only way that these people who are just just definitely afraid of this thing, right? Like you know the people who insist everyone wear a mask and gloves. The only way they could protect themselves is to just you know put a bunch of medical tape on all of her orifices, so her eyes, for nostrils, her mouth. And uh, super, that's glue. The only, super you know, glue. Very good point. Yeah, yeah. We as you know the 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 tape, right? The medical tape could be, uh, could, could, un- unless it's sterile, unless it's sterile. But uh, yeah, that's the only way they could. Uh, they could stay safe. They just have to shut off every
0: single orifice in their um, on their body. I, I am uh, I advocate this idea. Yes, the people who are so terrified that they want to just sit at home wearing a mask, they they should take the advice of our health professionals here in the studio and fill their orifices with super glue.
1: Well, those people I don't mind, right? If you want to stay inside, you know, terrified for your life, I mean, you know, me me when I'm uh, having a, uh, a, a you know, bad trip or something, that's that's what I do. I'm talking about the people who are insisting everyone else bend to their will, right? If you want to stay inside, you know, scared all day, it's fine. But you know, when you say I got to start wearing a mask, okay, I got to tell you what restaurant I got to go to, then yeah, you know, super glue your your mouth and nose shut for all I care.
0: Public health officials are counting on such methodical contact tracing, but it's not methodical. She does she has no way to identify everyone who was in CVS on that day. All of the customers who were there in that 20-minute window that this other woman was there, they don't know who they are.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, like uh you know they say what is like 14 days is a maximum incubation period before you like show symptoms or something like so every time someone goes outside, they have to restart that counter of 14 days. Yeah. I mean, according to their logic.
0: Public health officials are counting on such methodical contact tracing, though, coupled with aggressive testing as the nation's strategy to combat the coronavirus. So they want to test everyone and they want to trace everyone. For a virus that has killed more than eighty one thousand Americans at a continued rate of about two thousand a day. <gasps> yeah he is let's
1: see let's do the math on that aren't (laughs) the same
0: people though the the ones who are all know we have to do this to protect people from getting sick aren't they also the overpopulation freak out people
1: yeah but that's a very good point uh i mean it sounds like
0: we have a solution to the overpopulation problem
1: let it run its course uh, it's almost as if you know this is why disease exists. Although I, I, I will, Oh, uh, geez, you know, I'm, I'm you're, you're making me sound bad tonight, Aria. But no, I'm you with take- you
0: entirely. Disease exists to kill organisms
1: if you take a calculator and what do you have to do so what you said two thousand a day according to their statistic and there's versus many i mean some people yeah. like the official you know the the the, the, uh, the fear mongers are saying oh that number is is uh it is deflated right and you know i think people who look into it you know I, i'd say there's evidence to suggest that that number is inflated what two f- do two thousand divided by what There's like about like 320 million people in this country
2: Something like that yeah
1: yeah and so that's per day so that's like a percent of a percent of a percent of people dying each day and like the totality it was like two what they i think they said by now there'd be like million like two million people dead so even do that obviously any death is um you know any any death is is a tragedy and such in this case but uh still even if it was a worst case scenario it's like two million out of 320 million it's barely even a percent
0: yeah that would have that would be a third of a percent wouldn't it
1: uh, I didn't I didn't graduate in math. So, so you, you, you know better than I, you know, but um, yeah, so I mean, even if it was their worst case scenario nightmare scenario, um, it still wouldn't warrant any of this. Like if it was like the Black Plague and like 30% of a population was dying, I'd say I, I, yeah, I'd say okay, all right, I, I think maybe some uh, drastic measures might be warranted. But for for such much ado about nothing, it's, uh, it's just clearly a tyrannical power grab.
0: The tidal wave has hit, said David Levy, CEO of EHE Health. Other than an effective antiviral or vaccine, the only solution is testing and tracing. Now, what, what good will either of those things do to prevent the spread of COVID-19? So you're testing people, you find them to be positive, and you're tracing people who they've had contact with. That's only finding out where the disease has spread to. It's not going to help you at all find out where the disease is then spreading to. It's retrospective, not prospective. So it's it's about studying people is ultimately what it is. And even by their own logic, there's no way it could ever be effective for preventing anything. Unless they find these people like, oh, no, you had COVID-19. You have to stay at home. And if you come out of your house, we're going to shoot you. 855-450-3733. Maybe you realize something we
3: don't. 855-450. Remember when you first heard about Bitcoin? How long did it take you to realize this little project would soon change the world? Do you kind of wish you had gotten involved sooner? Well, now is your chance to be part of the next revolution in money. Intercoin is working to finally make crypto go mainstream. It's designed to be scalable enough to support everyday payments and even elections without the state. Bitcoin was originally supposed to be a peer-to-peer cash system, the way we would all pay one another without having to trust any third party. But instead, over time, it mostly became a store of value. That's because every 10 minutes, the Bitcoin network must put all transactions into a block. And that block can only hold so much. If crypto is to become mainstream, for everyone to use it in everyday payments, we need a new architecture, one that's as secure as Bitcoin while being far more scalable. Check out intercoin.org to find out more and maybe pick up some of those coins for yourself.
1: talk
0: live this is free talk live talk radio that you control you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind that toll-free number is 855-450-3733 and with you tonight it's aria
1: and it's vincent
0: and you know what bothers me most about all of these news stories is how they say coronavirus has caused this. This right. global recession is going to be as bad as it's been since the Great Depression. But the coronavirus didn't cause this. In fact, everyone's just going about their business and letting this thing run its course, while it may have ended very badly for a much larger number of people, it wouldn't have caused an economic collapse,
1: which could very well kill even more people than initially the virus would.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be scary to watch how the full weight of the economic collapse bears down on people because people have been unemployed. In order to quote fix that, the government's just inflating the hell out of the currency. I mean, the the national debt tr- uh, topped what twenty five trillion dollars. <laughs> which-
1: they spent a trillion dollars in 28 days.
0: It's an unimaginable amount of money. So, I mean, these consequences are going to be real. And, but, you know, people are short-sighted, voters in particular short-sighted, so they don't care. They just get, oh, I get $600 a a, month, a week and extra unemployment and a bonus $1,200 check. This is great. I'm so happy. And it's going to bite them in the ass in the long run. But let's go to the phones. We've got uh, John Doe calling for, via the Discord server, which you can find at discord.freetalklive.com. John Doe, you're on Free Talk Live.
4: Hi, guys. Thanks for uh, taking my phone call.
0: Yeah. What's on your mind?
4: So, a couple of things that you guys, I've only been listening the last hour. If you can't tell by my accent, I'm actually in Ireland. So, uh, I don't, hopefully, that doesn't really matter too much. No. So, My biggest issue, and obviously coming from an EU perspective, the numbers in the US are quite worrisome to us in the sense that when you bring up 2,000 people per day, that number grows exponentially if you go back to normal life. If one person gets infected...
0: Can I interject real quick with a question? On What are you basing that assumption?
4: So what they know right now, They say when one person gets infected, they spread it to 0.3 people per day. And it can take up to two weeks for this, that infected persons to show symptoms. So in theory, one infected person could infect 10 people and then two weeks for them and so on and so forth. So if people were in isolation for a minimum of two weeks anyway, then in theory, everyone should be clear to go. But when people ignore these rules or these kind of, what should I say, uh, social distancing and XYZ, it speeds up the process exponentially if you ignore that. It's been shown and proven in the EU to the countries that have done that. So So, so what's the
0: problem with letting it get itself over with?
4: Okay. So if you let itself get over with, okay, my wife is a nurse over here. Uh So the mortality rate is between three and 6%. It actually, it depends on how your elderly percentage is. Like in France, I think it's like 17, 18%. It's higher in Italy and things of that nature. It it's rampant. Like, I think the mortality rate in someone that's like over the age of sixty five or seventy is like anywhere in the region of sixty to seventy percent of a mortality rate. Like, that is absolutely massive. This isn't a normal flu you're dealing with. Um, that's where I'm coming from. Like, if you want all your elderly to be offed very very quickly, then continue the way you're going but if you want well, to necessarily actually, opposed to that I, <laughs> you know but that that's my my general gist is that if you leave it run rampant it's three to six percent it's higher in elderly categories depending on how high the percentage of elderly are within the country well, so, so if well, you've got a large amount
1: sorry no go, go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt
4: no, that's fine. If you All got right, a so I, I just want to respond
1: to uh, respond to two points about one. My understanding, and I'm I'm unsure of how it is in Ireland or the uh, the rest of the uh, European Union because I have been focusing you know square solely on uh, the United States. Um, most of the more bit of most of the mortalities I've seen has been yes elderly people, but who've also had like one, two, or three comorbidities, right? Every person had heart issues, they were overweight, which in the United States, that's a huge problem, you know, people being fat and overweight. And second, Mm. you mentioned the two, you know, if people social distance for two weeks to stop the spread. And, you know, at least I can speak for myself. That's what I did, right? When it was first two weeks to stop the spread, 15 days to stop the spread. Then it was 21 days to stop the spread. You know, I stayed inside. I was, you know, I was careful. I made it a point not to get too close to older people. I didn't... Visit My my parents who are uh, who are up there in age, but in the United States, and as I said, I don't know how it's been like in other countries. It's just we've been under lockdown for two months at this point. And if what seven I think it's at 70% of people are in favor of keeping the country under lockdown. So I'm just going to assume to say ah, let's say there's a lot of hypocrites in this country. So like I don't know like 50% of that, uh, you know, like half of that are people who are actually, you know, staying inside wearing all the stupid masks and gloves and everything. Um, so we've done been doing that for two months and Mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, I've, I've lost patience with it at this point. And, um, I, yeah, I mean, like I what, are we going to have to stay in for two year, right? People are saying for 18 months, people are saying we got to, you know, stay all locked mm-hmm. and shut inside for two years. So, um, I mean, like, which is it right? Like two weeks. Okay. I think that's, that's fair for what it was, but See. two months, no way. And it's, just, we're, we're, causing economic suicide. And I mean, I'm, I'm not going to believe that I refuse to believe that, um, by going out of my house now, after two months, I'm going to be causing any, um anyone to to die which is you know, is it, ridiculous it's probably not
4: you but the point is is that okay so for every person that you have obeying the the two-week thing you always have people that aren't obeying it. so the problem is you stay in for two weeks you do your social distancing thing and you protect yourself and your family and friends the problem is people ignoring that and you're going out into the public. You've done your public service, let's say, and you're going to essentially get affected by someone else that is totally ignoring it and has from from the start. Well, that's like, a
0: good description of me. I've been uh, not only have I been ignoring that and attending social gatherings, I, I threw a party Monday and I go hang out at Central Square here in King, New Hampshire and drink with friends every Friday night. Mm-hmm. Not only that, I'm also an essential worker who refuses to wear a mask and refuses to... Well, the
4: mask thing is more to protect you infecting other people as opposed to vice versa. It means if you're right. sick, that you're just not going to pass it on. The mask, like N95, all this kind of stuff, that, that has no bearing on you not getting it. Right, it's my... essentially a barrier for right. you spewing That's exactly out. my
0: point, is that if... You know, I mean, the, the type of person you described there who's a risk to others is a verbatim description of me and my mm-hmm. behavior. And I, so, I still know no one who I have given COVID-19 to. And as yeah, far but, as I know, I have not had COVID-19.
4: So what's the statistics in your state and area of infection rates?
0: In this county, there are 40 confirmed cases and two deaths for a death rate of like what is that? 0.05 percent? Something? I don't know. So, so
4: that's extremely low, even from the U.S. standpoint. Well, it's like, extremely I would low across the were... state
0: as well, with only three thousand confirmed cases and one hundred thirty-three deaths.
4: It's extremely low across the
1: entire country, other than New- like a strip between New York City and Philadelphia, at least from what I've seen. And yeah, which is California just as well. numbers of
4: people crammed into very small yeah.
1: spaces. So the major cities, the urban centers. Yeah.
4: So, so people where you have like um, large cities, let's say large cities where lots of people are going to come into contact, even when they don't mean to. And let's let's be honest, people who live in big cities tend to actually social distance anyhow because they're unfriendly as all heck. That's my experience. But <laughs> we won't go there. Well, I but- would
0: agree, and I would suggest that those people uh, should would would be better served if they just got out of the big cities.
1: Uh, no, we don't want to. They'll come here, right? Then they'll turn all the rural places into big cities and vote for the same well, policies and ruin the cities. Well, they because there aren't
0: enough of them. You know, if the population of New York City dispersed across all of New England, it, it still wouldn't cause a huge population boom in any one particular county. Unless they're Probably all like, hey, not. that Cheshire County looks pretty good. John, thank you so much for the call. It's certainly a lot for us to think about. You know, I don't claim to be a statist- sta- statistician. Yes, thank you. God, that word's a mess. <laughs> But uh, the numbers here, where we're at, aren't that bad, so I I don't feel guilty. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. This is free talk line. Talk radio that you control. You can call in to talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And Vincent. And for years, libertarians of all stripes have wanted a directory of liberty-minded businesses, and we're helping to build one, Liberty.Menu. Liberty.Menu is a tool for our community. At its core, it is a directory for events, businesses, digital content, and more. Listings can be rated and reviewed, and there's a bit of a social network to it, so you can connect and share with others. Use of Liberty.Menu, however, is exclusively for individuals who reject the initiation of force and those who agree to abide by the ethics of the non-aggression principle. Put your voluntarist ideas into action at Liberty.Menu and use code FTL to get a special badge. That's Liberty.Menu. Now we're at war! That's what we're being told. We're at war. We're fighting the invisible enemy. And I don't mean terrorism. I mean a a virus. Or ghosts. The the doctors, the the healthcare workers, they are the frontline warriors in this war against nature. We're we're waging war against nature.
1: Isn't that what the all you know? A lot of these people also happen to be environmentalists, like Greta Thunberg. So isn't that what they've been against Isn't that like the the antithesis of what they stand for, warring against nature?
0: I mean, if they were true environmentalists, you know, their position would be, hey, this this virus is a response to human overpopulation, to human overbreeding, whatever you want to call it. It's a way of nature balancing itself out.
1: Well, I think we're loving this, right? I think we're pretending to be against it because all of the policies that we're enacting, right? Just you know, printing money into oblivion, forcing everyone to stay inside, contact tracing—you know, basically enacting 1984. I'm sure all of these people are are just absolutely loving it. And so, begin. What was, I remember, like, like pretty early on into the shutdown they uh they, you know you saw that picture of venice right you know venice it's like you know they have like instead of streets they have canals and they say oh look the water has been never been clearer and it's because since no one is out and about driving the, the reason why it's you know, the water was murky isn't because there's like just sewage and stuff in there it's because the mud right would would, would block it. and so since less people are out and about then uh, the water is still and you can see the bottom of it i don't know if you ever saw that stupid movie um the day after tomorrow where oh, like God, this yes. you know it's like the tidal wave crashes against new york and then suddenly freezes uh it's like the the whole point of that movie which is an, i guess like i don't know if you want to call it, like anti-capitalist anti-freedom movie At the end of the movie you know the people in the space station they look down and they say oh the earth has never been clearer it's never been more beautiful and i mean i think people are trying these people right the environmental wackos they're trying to the cultists the alarmist cultists they're trying to force that sort of outcome onto the rest of the planet
0: and that's a scary thought. I don't remember the day after tomorrow too much. Was that the Was that the Ice Age one? Uh yeah, it's
1: where because because of global warming, the weather there's like three super hurricanes or something that like totally destroys the northern hemisphere. And uh, yeah, basically, it was like Al. You know, it's Al Gore's predictions of a movie. Okay, I think it was with Dennis Quaid.
0: I don't know who that is.
1: He's he's the uh, brother of uh, Randy Quaid.
0: Okay. Thanks. He, he was that, a guy. You know, he's the guy who saved America.
1: <laughs> he, he saved America and in Independence Day by crashing his plane into. Uh, the, well, okay. I, I don't. I don't want to spoil the movie, but I, that was a I much better. By this
0: point, everyone has seen this movie from nineteen ninety eight or whatever year Independence Day came out.
1: I'd say Independence Day is much a better and more realistic movie than uh, Day After Tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. Day after tomorrow, it's the equivalent of Armageddon, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to realism. I mean, it's just total trash from the start. So why don't
1: we nuke the uh, asteroid? Oh, that wouldn't work.
0: (laughs) What? So let's drill into (laughs) it, right? This asteroid whirling through space at 40,000 miles an hour. So anyway, you've got a story here that we have to get into.
1: Yes, yes. This is from Reuters published today fed chief has no time to worry about u.s debt during wartime there's no time like wartime as the government says the u.s government has a three trillion bulge of debt coming through the pipeline because of a coronavirus pandemic it also has perhaps 30 million or more freshly unemployed americans to support tens of thousands of businesses on the ropes and and a possibly extended battle with a virulent disease to underwrite Given a choice between leaving the economy without a lifeline and making that debt load even bigger, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell on Wednesday sent a not-so-subtle message to U.S. elected officials. Spend whatever you need in this crisis.
0: Holy crap. That's a scary concept. I mean, they've already reduced the fractional reserve rate down to zero percent, didn't they? Uh, or at least it's very
1: close. Yeah, we're close to negative. Interest I thought it was
0: rate. actually put at zero percent.
1: Uh, I, I haven't checked. You, um, I, I do remember Trump tweeting out a few days ago saying that it was okay that the U.S. was printing at a negative ra- or a, a, like ne- borderline negative rate because other countries are also doing that, and they, and they have been doing that for quite some time. So that was uh, that, that was his defense. So you might be right. It, says, uh, quote, a degree it gives of con-
0: me a headache trying to trying to process what that means.
1: Neg- well, it's so, so- it's it, instead of instead of interest where this is my layman's understanding, instead of like, interest where the bank pays you, you have to pay the bank to hold your money. I don't, that's why I mean, at least when I first think of negative interest rates, you know, I mean, if there's like a banker or someone who understands this who's willing to call in, educators, but um, appreciate it. But, but see, uh, the way
0: this normally works when the when the the interest rate is like one percent or whatever, the federal re- the federal government borrows that money from the federal reserve and they then have to pay it back with that one percent interest on top of it. So does this mean? That if the interest rate is negative one percent or whatever that they and they take out ten trillion dollars loans, they only have to pay back nine point nine trillion.
1: Oh, that is a good point. Do oh, you see Trump is playing twelve d chess? Well, wow. <laughs> he, um, he's uh, playing I, something. I'm unsure. I mean, it's like voodoo. Uh, I, I forget <laughs> who calls it. Uh, maybe it's it's uh, what Peter Peter Schiff calls it, like voodoo economics. Maybe it's not him, but it's like I mean, it's like voodoo economics. I prefer
0: South Park's characterization. I mean, they, they just have this giant board thing out there they cut off a chicken's head and where it falls that's where they decide their monetary policy whether or not to bill out somebody or whether or not to print 20 trillion dollars that's how they decide it
1: they had an episode about the federal reserve
0: uh sort of it was about the banking system and the recession in general it, it was an entertaining episode oh
1: man I'll, I'll have to check that out that sounds it uh, sounds I, I haven't watched south park in, in forever Um, So so the quote here is, there's a degree of concern at the Fed that the bipartisan energy behind fiscal support seems to be flagging at a time when the fight against the virus is incomplete and expectations for a weaker recovery have grown, said uh, Krishna Guhu, vice chairman of Evercore ISI and a former New York Fed official.
0: I don't see economic recovery even in the cards. (sighs) I mean, even, even if they were to lift the lockdown tomorrow, just completely lift it, a lot of these places... Are are permanently permanently out of business already, and a lot of people will still stay at home because they are deathly afraid, which is why they're supporting the lockdowns in the first place. Oh yeah, I I to now the new
1: talking point. Because Trump said uh, that he wants like life to return totally to normal by like midsummer, and you have like the, the fearmongers and the Chicken Little say that oh is and you know this is how they invert everything. It's just so evil. They invert everything by saying oh if we reopen the economy now, the economy is going to collapse even worse. That doesn't
0: make any sense.
1: Well, uh, Yeah, I, I know. and it's But that it thing, when you're scared, of, things don't have to make sense.
0: Is the logic that a lot of people will die from COVID and then we'll lose people who are economically productive?
1: I think that and also that people are less likely to go out because they're scared and spend money. And the businesses will still have to be paying the expenses, which are already paying expenses now anyway. So
0: Yeah, well, we can't expect the government to foot the bill. I mean, eventually there has
3: to be production to make any of this work. The next-generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to send, earn, spend, and exchange digital money in seconds. Send money around the globe with only a swipe. Instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with crypto. Multi-tiered masternodes allow everyone to partake in the network. Visit DiviProject.org. DiviProject.org.
0: Talk live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria. And it's Vincent. And today, the Senate has rejected an amendment to FISA, the, the spying act, basically, that would have prevented law enforcement agencies from acquiring people's browsing history without a warrant. Evidently, they can already do that, and this amendment was going to make that impossible, or at at least make them need a warrant. But it's all the more reason to use the Brave browser, really. I don't use Brave, but I I tend to think—see, I didn't know, despite all of Snowden's leaks, I didn't know that it was even a possibility that they could access web browser history more or less at a whim.
1: Yeah, you, you'd think that'd be something that would warrant a warrant, no pun intended.
0: Yeah, but evidently it doesn't. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do, let's go to the phones. We've got Jason calling from Colorado. Jason, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind?
2: So I, I heard your discussion about the Federal Reserve and buying or, or Chairman Powell saying, hey, I'll just Congress, print as much as you want. I I got your back. I wanted to go over some of the mechanics of how that all happens for listeners that don't know how that process really works. Okay. Okay. So the federal reserve is the one that buys the treasury debt, the debt that the U S government issues. Um, But you guys were talking about the interest rate, negative interest rates. Well, the federal reserve by buying the U S treasuries from the federal government at the end of the year or the end of the fiscal year, the federal reserve is required by law passed i don't know a couple decades ago to to give back the interest because you know if they issue a trillion dollars at 2% interest the us government is going to have to pay that 2% interest well right. they pay it to the federal reserve who just you know counterfeited the money the right. federal reserve gives gives the 2% back which effectively lowers the interest rate not the rate the market pays but the rate that the government pays you know, if you if you uh, issue a tr- uh, one trillion dollars and three hundred tr- uh, billion of it goes to the Federal Reserve and the rest goes to other buyers, right. you have to pay the two percent on the other buyers. But the Federal Reserve gives the two percent that they counterfeited back, so it kind of effectively lowers the rate. I don't think that that's what Trump is complaining about, but.
0: No, I don't think it's a good Congress. solution. Uh, don't get me wrong, but uh, I've always been curious why we don't just use the treasury bonds themselves as the currency. Why? Why add this extra step, where you have this separate agency that buys the treasury bonds?
2: Uh, well, they're denominated in large amounts, so they wouldn't work for, you know, just regular money. Well, they could denominate the them
0: as smaller amounts easily.
2: <laughs> would, would you buy a one dollar bond? That pays you over 30 years
0: no but i wouldn't buy a government bond regardless <laughs> yeah, but guess, but I i'm guess. saying it, the whole thing seems unnecessary when the government can i mean if it wants to it can just print its own money and i'm not well, advocating that i'm just you know pointing out the the problem here which is that we have a a private banking coalition that exists not as a part of the u.s. government that actually controls the money supply here in the United States. Yes. And most people think do. that, you know, it's, it's the American government that controls it, but it's, it's not. It, it may be an improvement if the American government controlled it, but it's a private banking cartel. Well,
2: that, that movement, the movement that worked, there is a movement called the Greenbackers. You heard the Greenbacks from the Civil War. The Greenbacker movement is the group of people that actually wants Congress to – End the Fed, but end them and, and take it back over and still print all the money. They still want fiat money. I like the
0: gold backers commercial. movement. You know, we have these Utah oh, I, gold I do, back. We have this currency yeah, so the, here in New Hampshire that's circulating pretty nicely here in King called the Utah gold back that has the gold actually interwoven into the bill. They're very awesome. It's not gold backed. It is gold.
2: Yeah, I heard I heard about that. It's like flakes of gold or or. It's basically built into the the plastic. It's melted into it somehow. Yeah, yes. they,
0: they have some kind of complicated process. Well, Jason, thank you so much for calling in and explaining that. Um, it, it's definitely a messy and problematic situation, considering most Americans do think—I remember having this argument with my father a long, long time ago— um, where I, I was reading in the Fed by Ron Paul, and I, I was just talking to him about it. He was like, I don't know, the Federal Reserve, that sounds like something we should keep. The man knew nothing about it. All he knew was the freaking name Federal Reserve.
1: It's as federal as Federal Express.
0: Yeah, but by that one name, this he made up his mind right then and there that, no, we, we need to keep this.
1: Oh, these people are allowed to vote.
0: Yeah. It's just like the, the Soviet People's Republic of Russia or whatever. You know?
1: oh, the people's liberation army of china yeah it's
0: <laughs> it's named that so that you fall for it dude uh,
1: i i will say i heard uh like recently what trump did I, I forget exactly how what it was if it was an executive order but something that he did that basically brought the federal reserve under some type of control of the executive branch of the treasury and uh, i mean it like, had
0: something to do with buying efts didn't it
1: uh, yeah I mean I, I you know for me it's all Greek to me, so like I, I didn't really look too closely in I mean I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, but at least it's a change I mean for me any any sort of change to the stagnant system is um is I mean I, I don't necessarily say good, but um I mean I'd rather see it change than it just be the same way forever and people get used to it because I mean this is why we have a Federal Reserve it's like oh well, you know we, this is why we have a lot of horrible institutions in this country like you know like the um uh, IRS and the income tax oh because you know we've it's always been here it's it's a part it's an institution it's part we you know we can't do without it and anything that changes that I'd say is positive not necessarily good but positive but um back to the uh, I, I do have a roll call for the amendment for that uh, the amendment of a FIsa um
0: it looked like it, it. It was such a narrow passing w- or a narrow failure. It was one vote.
1: Fifty-nine yays, which it needed. It needed 3 fifth majority to pass. So it had fifty-nine yays, thirty-seven nays, and four not voting. And so the usual people, you would. I, I mean, it's like it's it's like the worst neocon Republicans. I'm looking at like Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell. And uh, Mitt Romney, they all voted nay, which I mean, for for and, and you know, it's like right now and within the Republican part, at least the Trump part, all the talk is about FISA abuse because of, you know, have a General Flynn and the whole Russiagate scandal. Uh, so you have here Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Cory Booker and Chuck Schumer, right? So, you know, two people very far to the left, you know, very, you know, staunch Democrats and two, uh, I guess, like more fr- freedom oriented Republicans, if you want to say that. Uh, voting, all voting for it. So it's 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 very interesting here. Warren Elizabeth Warren voted yay. Bernie Sanders wasn't voting, which is you know interesting because this is the kind of thing that he'd vote uh, in favor of. Yeah, Marco Rubio voted nay. So um, it's yeah. I mean it it splits. You know, and I know many people will take offense at me suggesting that anyone inside the Republican Party is um, pro-freedom. But you have, you know, some senators who are better than others, like, you know, Rand Paul and such. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, this really separates the sheep from the goats, um, so to speak, in regards to which of these politicians support. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, common you know, common sense freedom provisions, which is this amendment
0: and evidently it failed um it be, who were the four people who didn't vote
1: uh let's see here bernie sanders uh Sa- i think would ben sass republican from nebraska
0: people who were paid to sit out because they otherwise probably would have stood in support of the bill is M- what i would guess
1: maybe because uh, bernie sanders he's i don't think he's still campaigning is he could be um alex someone rep alexander republican from tennessee didn't vote and uh, Murray from Washington State didn't vote.
0: Do you remember when Representative David Nunes got really upset that yes. uh someone was getting wiretapped in the government and he was like, This kind of thing can't be allowed without a warrant and the FBI shouldn't have this power? And it's like, You you idiot. You literally voted for the Patriot Act that gave them the power to do this.
1: Well, that was before it happened to them.
0: Right. And that's what we're going to see eventually. Some some senator's porn history is going to get leaked by the FBI and 8554503733. This is Talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And it's Vincent.
0: And the next-generation wallet is coming from Divi. In just a few taps, you'll be able to spend, earn, store, and exchange digital money in seconds. Divi says you'll be able to send money around the globe in only a swipe and instantly exchange between Divi, Bitcoin, and fiat right in the mobile app and withdraw directly to your bank account. There's no need to wait, though, as Divi already offers the first one-tap solution for earning passive income with their multi-tiered nodes that allow anyone to earn by supporting the Divi network. When the new wallet launches, because of Divi's relationship with Western Union, Divi will be in 200 countries, including the United States. You can learn more at diviproject.org. That's D-I-V-I Project.org. Now, getting back into the story here that we did, didn't finish out because I got distracted by other less interesting stuff, the government wants to destroy the economy in the most efficient way possible. That That's about the only thing I can conclude after watching the $2 trillion, quote, stimulus package and the $3 trillion stimulus package being discussed.
1: Yes. Yes, um, this is back to the Reuters piece. Congress has been debating further fiscal measures with Democrats and U.S. House of Representatives suggesting another $3 trillion to fight the crisis and Republicans bucking over issues like how much help. To give local government. So White House has said it wants to first see how events develop as more states reopen for more types of businesses and social interaction. And so now this this next uh, portion of the article is called Life During Wartime. And I'm, I'm adding those massive air quotes because, you know, if these people think this is a war, or, you know, we're living during a wartime. I mean, otherwise it's just like a soft war Against the people by the government, but well, they're um,
0: definitely not the only ones. I know Conan several times has referred to himself as a as a warrior on the front lines, and now he's doing so ironically. But initially, (laughs) he wasn't because that language had just invaded his mind to the point that he was referring to people as frontline warriors well it's I, I could understand
1: like the info war you know the war of ideas right the, you know, the information war just like when it said what, what what's this uh what was it like uh, info wars is uh logo a tagline is there's a war on for your mind free talk lives is uh radio where you control the airways well do we literally control the airways if you call in no do we you know we're doing the show do we literally control the airways no i mean it's it's, it's a it's a manner of speaking right it's it's right. it's a flare for the dramatic and I absolutely understand that. But in this case, people are actually taking it seriously, right? I have a lot of people my age who are, are, are like you know, millennials are, who want this to be our generation's nine eleven. And I'm gonna say this is pretty
0: they want this to be the nine eleven? Well,
1: in the sense that, you know, everyone has something where they all talk about like with with World War Two, right? Like in World War Two, uh when the G, you know, when the veterans came back home, they had not it wasn't as bad with Vietnam, right? Because most able bodied men in the country had you know were, were, were essentially forced to serve right or enlisted themselves so everyone had like a shared experience or was a shared culture compared to Vietnam where only a fraction of the people actually were deployed and so like with with 911 right every one of my age, or people who lived through it right they remember before freedom after before 911 and you had more freedom after so but it's something to unite the quote unite the country right well, which I, is laughable. I'm
0: told that we had more freedom prior to 911 yes but I was too young to have experienced it so I don't really know
1: oh yeah me too i mean i i don't remember i'm i'm turning 22 in a few weeks and i mean i I don't remember um i I don't even remember 9-11 happening
0: at this point it it feels like trusting the people when they say we've always been at war with eurasia or we didn't used to be at war with eurasia it's like yeah but you're saying that in this post 9-11 climate where i really can't believe anything you say about freedom
1: that's a good point (laughs) although i mean like objectively airports were easy i I hear airports were easier to go through that's
0: definitely valid
1: but um yeah, and so I mean in this case, like people want this to be my gener or you know, some people my generation want this to be the nine eleven, so they that, you know that's why so many people are so zealous about wearing the masks and staying inside and uh, cheering on the frontline healthcare workers while they, you know, dance themselves into oblivion on TikTok because people want to feel special about themselves without actually doing anything, right? Like people say like in nine eleven, people would light a candle outside their house and oh, wave the American flag. I'm helping uh, and, and, and it's the same exact thing, except now it's not, uh, at least you know, in the mainstream culture, it's not trendy to wave a flag anymore. So you got to wave a uh, mask and gloves on and stay inside. And so it's
0: always a virtue signaling. and Exactly. Yeah. And you hit a real truth there that everyone wants to feel special without actually doing anything special. I mean, entire religions have been developed or entire belief systems to allow people to feel special about themselves. These these mouth breathers who total contribution to society consists of going to the weed store.
4: They, yeah. <laughs> they create these
0: things like indigo children and come to believe that, you know, we're, we're feminine beings corrupted by masculine Martians and the spirit science nonsense, which has nothing to do with science at all, by the way. I, i've I've dated one of these crazy chicks before, and you can you can just see the desperation of this ordinary, mundane, useless waste of space, desperate to believe that she is special within the universe, but you're not.
1: That's a good point. That's like the QAnon people who call themselves digital soldiers and such, man. It's an it, and it's it you know, it transcends, you know, it transcends belief. It transcends politics. I mean, and I I feel sorry for these people. I mean, I think maybe this is the result of having like a stagnant society and you know, like we're not we're not exploring anything. We're not exploring space. People aren't working in the fields, you know, getting uh like building muscle or doing fulfilling work. A lot of, you know, most a lot of people, you know, and I mean myself included. Uh, spend so much time behind a computer that you know you and like with the trumpy right with a meme you know the 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 meme Wars of 2016 which I mean I would I you well, know
0: that was just a joke
1: some people don't think so right and there's <laughs> been people who've been like made podcasts and sold books and have whole uh brands built off of being a Twitter troll and you know posting slight variations of green frogs you know green cartoon frogs you know the pepes and thing just because Hillary Clinton someone shouted it when Hillary clinton was making a speech it validates them and so uh yeah and i mean i think in this case this is one that the government is encouraging uh, encouraging people to be part of it right like what was it, events that? that's why i hate that meme so much i will
0: much. say in defense of the healthcare people with whom i have had conversations they don't seem sanctimonious about it but it seems like the general public is being sanctimonious on their behalf.
1: Oh, that's a good point. Like soldiers too. So, like a mo- most veterans, I've like combat vets I've met have been very humble. They don't. Well, you mm-hmm. if they say you could tell if someone's a fate like a stolen valor, or stolen glory, if they're bragging about like doing all sorts of Call of Duty stuff, like yeah, you know, I uh, you know, or an airstrike on my own position, man, and then you know, like. Yeah, but sure um, it's, it's like the it was the, the keep calm and carry on sort of thing like I want I hate that meme because of the people who spread it but it's like government propaganda right and everyone remembers it. everyone in the UK remembers the London Blitz and um, uh, what was it the you know Big Brother right the idea of Big Brother was taken from a uh, British Army recruitment poster that showed like a prince or, or some aristocrat extending his hand looking very you know have like beating you know b- b- bugging his eyes out at the person like saying uncle
0: sam style yeah yeah
1: okay. except instead of pointing he had a handout that says let me be your big brother and that's where big brother came from in 1984 um okay so now not we're know that so now we're past the section title i'm gonna get to the section <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, I, but i'm glad we went over it because that's just been bothering me so much right people trying to yeah as, as we said people just trying to feel special
0: uh, if you want to feel special freaking be special do something to make yourself special. You can't just believe yourself to be special. You have to actually attempt to be that. But, oh, yeah. if you're, but then again, if you're attempting to be special, I mean, you're you're probably not special.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, like hitting retweet or staying inside or putting on a mask doesn't make you special. It just makes you look stupid and have a harder time breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yet the economy remains in an uncertain state. It's fate tied to the direction of a health crisis that has led to more than 82,000 deaths, but with no clear evidence, the daily accumulation of new cases and new fatalities has plateaued. Thursday is expected to bring another round of new unemployment benefit claims in the millions. With more than 30 million requests filed since late March, the peak of pandemic-related unemployment that's may be near. That's almost 10
0: percent of the population.
1: Yeah, but that's a good point. I saw figures like 100 million people aren't working, and I remember back when Obama was president, people would talk about they would say, "Oh, he has you know lowest unemployment ever." And my my father and a lot of these other conservatives would reply, "Yeah, well, that, that's because they don't count people who just stopped looking for work, right?" Which does right. make sense, but and then now Trump is president, and I haven't had time to look in, but I'm sure we're the same numbers. We're like lowest unemployment you know ever and i'm like well yeah that's because it's using the same numbers obama is using uh but you know because the republican in office that that that's fake news that's that's propaganda
0: but i think in this case they 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 have to admit that unemployment's gone up right I yes mean, it's- yes Almost ipso facto has gone up because so many businesses have been put out of work. And a lot of these places hired a lot of people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even the places where uh, businesses are reopening, people don't want to go to work because they're getting more money to sit on their ass on
0: unemployment than they would actually work in. I got to be honest, the the idea that 10% more people are unemployed, you know what I mean. In a month. In a month. It scares me because the Great Depression only had an unemployment rate of 25%. So, if you stack that 10% with the 4%, 5% who are already employed, we're not to we're at like three fifths of that. 855 450 3733. This is Free Talk Live.
5: If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who is really great.
2: porcupine free talk
6: line.
0: This is Free Talk Live, Talk Radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733 and with you tonight it's Aria. And it's Vincent. And Rick Bright is warning who who the hell is Rick Bright? I don't know, either. I don't. Know. <laughs> well, he's warning Congress of the darkest winter. Winter is coming. The darkest one in modern history. So we got to deal with murder
1: hornets. We got to deal with this, you know, Franken flu, coronavirus. Now we got to deal with the darkest winter in history and global warming on top of it.
0: Well, it's only if we don't ramp up the coronavirus response that we will have this darkest winter in modern history.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I should have let you finish thing. But so when he says dark, dark as in like people are going to die and it's like dark and mood, not dark as in it's going like there's going to be less sunlight.
0: Presumably. I, I, I don't know. I mean, wouldn't he say deadliest? I mean, the left makes some weird connections between all sorts of things. So he may very well believe that, you know, we're going to the sun will turn black like a third of the sun will turn black like sackcloth. You know, who knows what this guy believes?
1: Well, I, I, what I do know is the solution is going to be the same solution to coronavirus, to climate change, to all of the other problems. We got to give them taxpayer money.
0: Yeah, we need more government to fix the problems that were created by having more government, which were solutions to the problem of having more government. It's got to be nice to be the government when you can cause as many problems as you want, and you can just cause more problems to fix the other problems, and no one ever bats an eye. No one ever says, hey, this." I don't think any of this is working. It reminds me of, believe it or not, I don't like putting chemicals in my hair. Uh, I, I do I diet, and that's the reason why I don't like putting a bunch more chemicals in my hair, because I'm constantly doing that. And my grandmother recommended this uh, conditioner to me once. I tried it. I hated it. It made my hair just awful. And her solution to this was she gave me a bottle of leave-in conditioner, and she said, use this after that one, and it will fix the damage caused by that one. And my solution was, how about I just not use that one? And not cause the problem in the first place. But that's, see, that's not how the status mind works. They think, okay, well, I did A and it caused B. Now I can do C to fix B instead of just not doing A. So Rick Bright is the ousted director of a key federal office charged with developing medical countermeasures. They didn't actually say the name of the federal office or why he was ousted as the director. But he will testify before Congress on Thursday that the Trump administration was unprepared for the coronavirus pandemic and warned that the U.S. will face unprecedented illness and fatalities without additional preparations. Our window of opportunity is closing. If we fail to develop a national coordinated response based in science, I fear the pandemic will get worse and be prolonged, causing unprecedented illness and fatalities without clear planning and implementation of the steps that I and other experts have outlined. 2020 will be the darkest winter in modern history. Wow. That guy thinks a lot of himself. I and other experts. Look, I existed for 10 years as an IT expert. And I have to say the average knowledge and experience and capabilities of an expert is useless. I have seen professional IT administrators bring down entire networks by changing dns settings on domain controllers and not have any idea what they did wrong that's the value of an expert
1: yeah i, I i'd ha, as a journalist i'd have to interview experts uh, not exclusively but you know quite often and a lot of the time just the sheer amount of times people say oh i don't know or oh i'm sorry i'm not prepared or oh i have to look that up is uh, is astonishing especially for people paid by the
0: government to know these things and and it's a, it's a good response. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. It's an honest one because, I mean, that's 99% of what IT people do, to be honest with you. They, they go to an office to solve a problem. They Google the problem. They find the solution and they implement it. That's 99% of it. And, you know, they build up this knowledge. Okay, well, I've encountered this before, so I don't have to Google it again, but it's all Googling stuff. And so their experience is pretty much the same as the And – let's not forget, I I have an actual degree in the management of information systems, and it's completely useless. All of the information that I would ever need can be found on Google. And I tend to think the same is probably true of these health experts. The only difference is you might have to dig a little bit deeper and spend a little more time reading about the problem to truly grasp it. But that's kind of the issue. A problem on the scale – of a worldwide pandemic, there is no expert for that. There's no amount of expertise anyone could have that would qualify them to come up with a solution to a problem of that magnitude. It's a force of nature. It's like trying to solve a hurricane. You just kind of... And they wanted to do that, didn't they? One Trump like, can we just nuke the hurricane before it forms?
1: Uh, That that (laughs) does sound like something he would say. I it, seem
0: to recall that. It's
1: it, it's it's I I agree it's like a it's like a form of hubris, right? Where like these people believe that the government could do anything that we could. It's like with climate change, same thing with climate change. That they think that if we ban SUVs and make All existing cars run on, I don't know, farts or whatever, that we're going to be able to change the weather, right? Change the climate. And when they realize that, I mean, I think they do deep down, they might never admit it. When they realize that they have no way of controlling the environment around them, they freak out and then they just... You know, try and do everything right. They throw the kitchen sink in. And this is where we get stuff like the Green New Deal. This is where we get stuff like a, you know, like a two year lockdown coronavirus. And I think, you know, there's just this lack of humility, uh, especially in the United States or United Nations, too, or even even Europe, right, where we've versus a lot of like arrogance and stuff. Because when you have titles like doctor or sir or esquire. Um people let it go to their head and they think that you know it it doesn't even it does it's not about solving the problem it's about padding their own ego.
0: You raise an interesting point. Uh humans can certainly have an impact on the environment. But whether or not we can choose consciously to take actions that will have some sort of long-term impact. I think that's where the hubris comes in. I mean we can go back in in history and look at how bacteria is ultimately the reason that there's so much oxygen in the Earth's atmosphere that plants evolved and that animals then evolved, and it was all because of this bacteria called cyanobacteria. So if something as small as a bacteria can have global impacts on the environment, then so can humans, but the cyanobacteria didn't mean to do that. They just did what they did, and that was the result. And I think in the same way, humans didn't mean to cause global warming, if it's even happening, and if it's even human-caused, it just sort of happened as a result of what humans naturally did. To think that we could somehow direct ourselves to this particular course and get an actual desired result is where the hubris comes in. Because, I mean, sure, we can wreck the environment. That's relatively easy as the rainforest and all of that show. But we didn't set out to wreck the rainforest. We set out to just get some wood, make some paper or whatever they did with the wood that they chopped down. I don't know or care. Uh, but the idea that yeah. we can now consciously go out and rebuild these rainforests.
1: Well, a lot of the uh, the cases with like the destruction of a rainforest, I think in like the Asian parts of a rainforest, it's like they burn whole... They don't even take the wood, right? It's like someplace they just burn whole areas of vegetation so that they could then plant crops or uh, do, do something else with it. And I think with part of the hubris is it's like a, a situation where, and I, f- I think Trump said it, where you can't have the cure be worse than the disease. Or I remember there was like this one suggestion for, was like, I think it was like global cooling, right? You know, global cooling was happening. It was like the, the scare in the eighties before suddenly, you know, like with East Asia, you know, we're at war with Eurasia now. Then it became global warming. Uh, there was um, uh, people like, um, uh, like plans to cover the, arctic and antarctic with ash right just cover it with black ash so it it gets more sun and so the earth warms you know and doesn't enter an ice age right this sounds very
0: similar to the plan to throw aluminum particles and baryon particles and stuff into the atmosphere in order to reflect the sunlight
1: hey well that's chemtrails we don't talk about conspiracy theories on this show what well, should we do <laughs> <laughs> no but when all right, that's the thing if you if you give and i and I, I i respect the fact that you refer to it as it's uh, as a chemical because if someone you know you, people just say oh chemtrails and people think it's the, the jet fume but yeah i mean you're you're right and i think maybe was it even bill gates who suggested that or one of these or one, one of these big philanthropists they suggested releasing a bunch of chemicals into the air uh, cloud recall. seeding which oh sounds like a great idea but Not. I
0: do, I do recall, and I don't know if the documentary was trustworthy, but I mean, they uh, appeared to send off the soil to labs for testing and the particle levels were 2,000 times higher than they should have been. So I don't know. This is Free Talk Live. We don't talk conspiracy. Talk Radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria.
1: And it's Vincent.
0: And Intercoins programmable coins are designed to help groups raise money for a new project or initiative in a way that is compliant with regulations. Coins can represent securities that obey individual rules, like not being sold to U.S. residents for 40 days, Purchased coins can contain rules that govern how they are to be spent and when they can be cashed out. And Intercoin itself is designed to provide full, trustless liquidity between any currency pairs, removing the need to list coins on exchanges to enable secondary trading. So Intercoin is attempting to regain some of our freedoms that are threatened on the Internet and in the real world. We think that's important here on Free Talk Live. so important that we accepted $40,000 worth of Intercoin tokens from intercoin inc for advertising if you also think freedom is important check out intercoin at intercoin.org you can invest in the project and potentially make big gains or just be involved and perhaps shape its future again that's intercoin.org i-n-t-e-r coin.org now before we get going too much further let's go to the phones because he's been trying to call repeatedly first via discord then via gcn and then back via discord mouth breathing dollard you're on free talk live what difference
7: does that make? But I heard your leftist, your former leftist progressive girlfriend. Everything you said about her can be said of you, Aria. Who? Just as you. She wasn't a leftist? Like your virtue. Or, pro- or progressive. progressive. I just, do have girlfriends you're who qualify a, for those. Just as you're not wearing a mask, is your form of...
0: It's my form of what? You got some packet loss there, James. I think we lost him because it, somebody who's she listened, had, somebody in the Discord server is calling him. You guys d- what?
7: Yes, and you can prevent that.
0: I, can,
1: I can't but prevent that.
7: You yes, you can. I have no control whatsoever. The of people police, calling the f- you. You can. T- you can tell the KBD.
1: A KBD, what kind of a beer is that? Is that like a new IPA or something.
0: Why would I to call? I the know co- that
1: for a fact.
0: First of all, I don't call but, the police. But second of all, even if I yeah, did, why would I call? First of all, okay. Well, hold on. Why would block I call them on the Discord? Block James, James that
1: up. sounds like a you problem,
0: James. It, it does. Or block <laughs> them on your phone. Do you know how? Do you know that technology exists for you to block numbers that call you? Um, you can even whitelist numbers so that you only take calls from specific numbers.
7: The one that's calling me right now whose name is Colin James, is calling me with no color Ferguson. ID, so I can't block him. Yeah,
0: but you can whitelist numbers.
7: I don't even know what that means, but I, I, I'm trying to speak about how you love to ref, refer to 1984. The funny thing is, Winston was too afraid to even talk to his wannabe girlfriend at work for what consequences could happen to him? where you guys are on the public airwaves railing against the government. And yesterday you were sitting right across a complete loser who calls it a plandemic and says that the other loser you were sitting next to was saying that governments are in cahoots around the world to make themselves more power th- powerful than they already are.
0: Well, they don't have to be in cahoots well, I for like that all to be true. Mad- I mean, they don't have to actually be sitting in a back room smoking cigars in darkness. That's okay, responsibility. God, there's, not, no, there's a third one. <laughs> It'd be your
7: moral responsibility to do something about it if your government, Vincent, the dork that's wearing sunglasses indoors. I don't have a government. A dork. I mean, you literally are such a dork and a loser. I don't have a government, a terrible human being. Whether you like it or not, just as you have a birth certificate that says mail on it, it doesn't mean by you're saying that it doesn't exist that it doesn't. It
0: does. No, I understand and that, that there is an entity called the right government that purports to have airways. authority. James, calm down. And I understand no, there is an institution called the government that claims to have authority over me, but I don't recognize that is authority. It is, it is literally the definition of a claim. Yes. Oh, you're
7: so courageous, and you don't take Thank on that same government. That same government, that a complete loser named Conan Encelata, is railing about about having them created the virus to murder people to make themselves even more powerful than you all think they already are. But they're not capping you or your loser friend right there. What would you have me do, James? Go down to Washington, D.C. and make like the Tank Man, but with a tank, and blow and kill your oppressors if they're murderers. Oh, like, gee, James friends, is based.
1: I agree. Like <laughs>
7: that's a terrible right. terrible idea. Then. No, it's not. it, it it's not is. a terrible idea. But where are you, you going to get a up tank? Arms against mass murderers. You don't tolerate their existence. The Nazis and the communists. The James Nazis and the communists. here. He's oh, yeah, channeling nobody too, win. man.
1: I, like, we should give you him a show now.
7: Just respond to what I'm saying instead of making fun of an argument that takes
0: offense to you. Look, I'm saying logically, uh, yes, ethically, you're not in the wrong to take up arms against the state. But it's a terrible idea strategically and tactically. It's not worth it to win one potential battle to lose the war, James. That's bad strategy. It looks like we lost him anyway.
1: You know, with his stimulus check, I imagine he should have upgraded from his Obama phone by now. But I guess, you know, when there's booze to buy and money to be, you know, I guess it's, uh, he has different priorities.
0: Well, it probably doesn't help that he somehow people have acquired his number at discord.freetalklive.com <laughs> and they just love calling him. So that probably isn't helping his call clarity. But I mean, there are things like, you know, Wi-Fi that one can buy and, you know. Spectrum internet service providers, all, all sorts of nifty little things here in twenty twenty that can allow you to receive calls and continue having a conversation on the internet. Not to mention locking calls and using whitelists and all, well, do, all sorts of things.
1: Does Spectrum service trailer parks? I don't know if James could access it or not.
0: <laughs> That's it's a decent probably a decent concentration of people, so I would imagine so. Anyway, let's keep going. We got Mike calling from Gold Bar, Washington. Mike, you're on Free Talk Live
5: wow i just like to say i am so appreciative of you being so gracious to actually take my call Uh, that was crazy anyway so this is washington state i'm going to just jump in get in and out of here real quick so i listened to kbkw it's in aberdeen where kurt cobain came from and three things today i heard on the news that make me want to just almost vomit the governor is going to let people Restaurants have outside feeding, but he wants them to start basically narking off and st- some type of statistics. They want them to keep some kind of record of the actual individuals that are coming. And I forget how they worded it, but in other words, he wants yeah. We yes, talked about this earlier.
0: Up. The contact tracing. Yeah, thing yeah you they know have what they're referring p- to. to it. Yeah. yeah. They want the restaurateurs to enforce the contact tracing for them so that they don't have to have other tracing. And checkpoints Thank out you. Thank you, Aria. Yeah.
5: Yes, I should have Googled that. The other thing was so, Aberdeen is a 14,000 person town. The town next to me at Hoquiam, maybe seven or 8,000. Two different things. They get on the radio today and tell people to go ahead and ignore your water shutoff notice, which means because of the governor's this thing being extended. So, in other words, they were actually going to go ahead and charge people for not paying their bill while they're waiting for their stimulus or unemployment. They were actually just gonna go ahead and put the screws to you anyway, but they can't because the governor won't let them. But they were—they already sent the notices out, which means they were gonna screw people over, period. The next town, the people were getting ready the restaurants to have outdoor seating. The mayor gets on the radio and says, well, we'll try to figure out some type of legislation or something to make that work. In other words, instead of letting them come back from this struggle, And throw some tables, which is probably the expense of several thousand dollars to put tables and chairs out there. They're going to charge them. They're going to make it work for them.
2: Do you want more businesses accepting Bitcoin Cash and Dash? Now with AnyPay, you earn passive income for every purchase at those businesses. Finally, a financial incentive to
0: spread Bitcoin Cash and Dash. You made it happen, so you receive the rewards. Download the AnyPay Cash Register app. And add your cryptocurrency wallet addresses. Then install it at a real life business and tell us what you did at AnyPayInc.com. AnyPayInc.com free talk live talk radio that you control you can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind that toll free number is 855-450-3733 with you tonight it's aria
1: and it's vincent
0: and there is some 77 year old man in michigan a barber known as carl Menke, who has defied governor whitmer's orders that all non-essential businesses stay closed and the michigan militia says the police will not be allowed to arrest him. Friday night, Michigan State Police delivered a health protection order from Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel's office, ordering that Mankey close his doors. A local Fox affiliate spoke to Daniel Brewer, one of the militia members, standing up for the barber's right to work. Yesterday, six troopers came in to enforce the governor's order. Or to issue a cease or desist order, so we are here to make sure he doesn't get arrested. We're willing to stand in front of that door and block the entrance, so the police will have no entry there today. But of course that's not the way the police do things. I mean they'll just arrest the man as he drives home or as he, you know, sleeps comfortably in his bed at ten o'clock at night with a classic no knock raid that the feds love doing so much. But I love the visual here of the police trying to go arrest this guy and just finding a heavily armed militia there saying, No, this ain't gonna happen.
1: Probably with better weapons and equipment than the police themselves. Sure.
0: But I mean then the then the police just bring in the FBI and the ATF and you get another uh state, well, state police or Waco or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, if it was in New Hampshire, it'd be state police first because state police they have they, they essentially look like an army. They have the olive drab uh body armor. They have the automatic weapons. They have the Bearcat, and probably Michigan's even worse than New Hampshire. It has a higher population.
0: I thought KPD had the Bearcat.
1: Oh, it, it, hmm. it could have been. Well, there was two when when i in my video that I took because there was like a standoff a few years ago in Keene. I thought I saw two Bearcat or two armored vehicles. I could, I could be wrong. It could I wouldn't Keens. be
0: terribly surprised for there to be more than one. But I know Kane P- King PD at least has one because the city council was the ones who paid for it. And presumably, they wouldn't buy it for the state of New Hampshire. But who knows? As relationships heat up between overreaching government agents and protesters who want to open the economy, people like Mankey are being completely let down by the system that claims to want to help them, leading to more anger and outrage than government officials are ready to handle, Menke obeyed the original orders and closed his shop. But when he was turned down for unemployment twice, he said he had no choice but to go back to work to survive.
1: What's he going to do? Turn down for unemployment twice? I can't believe it because, you know, there's obviously less people who've been on unemployment for probably a decade who are, you know, getting the benefits of his new unemployment now. So. This is—it's what they call anarcho tyranny. It's like the, you know, the criminals in society benefit tyranny. Yeah, it's like the worst parts of anar of anarchism and tyranny mixed together, where the criminals and the government get the benefits of anarchy, but the you know the, the good decent people get all the uh, negative side effects of both the tyranny and the anarchy.
0: I'm just surprised he's he's still working at the age of seventy-seven. I mean, most people would have retired by then anyway. But evidently, he was working because he needs to work probably. Because of some sort of health problem related to inflationary health costs caused, in fact, by the government, which caused him to lose his home. Or who who knows what's going on that caused him to have to work or just, you know, the recession just sapping away his life savings overnight or the bank just taking it from him.
1: They, uh, Yeah, or in like real estate. I think they say that like at age 65, if you want to retire, which is allegedly the retirement age in this country, you have to have like a million dollars to be able to live the rest of your natural life out comfortably.
0: A million dollars, really.
1: That's one statistic I've seen. Yeah, in order to retire,
0: Mankey isn't hurting for customers now that he has reopened. News reports say there is a line around the block waiting for people to get their waiting for waiting for their turn to get a trim. At this point, we have to ask our government officials, who seem to think they have all the answers, but who cannot help feed people like Mankey. What good is any of this doing? Millions of people have to work to eat, and the government insisting they starve. To insert today's reason, because it keeps shifting, is not sustainable. People are not able to comply indefinitely with never-ending lockdown orders. Well, they are if you pay them $600 plus a week, which I'm a little vague on the entire thing. Or Is it a flat $600 a week or is it whatever they would ordinarily get for unemployment plus $600 a week.
1: Uh, I'm unsure. I've I've I haven't uh, had, you know, I've I've only recently lost enough shame in order to actually go and file for unemployment myself. Uh I assume, but uh, I I my, could I think it I think maybe it is on top of that.
0: I don't I don't think it's a matter of shame. I think I mean you're helping bleed the state dry. And kudos to you on that. All right, well, thank you. See, I'm I'm a hero. I'm doing my part. Yes, I'm you're, part of. I'm part you're of some war- Frontline warrior <laughs> in the fight against the state. Will this situation in Michigan become 2020 standoff at the Bundy Ranch when the federal government tried to confiscate the Bundy cattle as repayment for an alleged debt? Man, that whole thing was a bad idea. The the militia showed up and stood with the ranchers and caused the government to back down without a shot fired. Bundy was later exonerated in court. And the federal government was embarrassed nationally for trying to destroy a small rancher. It was a brilliant moment in American history that should remind the government that their power only goes so far. And if they use unreasonable force, they may be met with force. This is coming to us from PJ Media. I've never really read anything from them, but I kind of, I like their slant. I mean, everybody's slanted one way or the other, and they're heavily slanted against the government. The militia of Michigan appears to be done asking for reasonable action by the state in regards to Mankey's business and has drawn a line in the sand in front of his barbershop. Mankey, for his part, has retained legal help which, uh, from the Common Legal Group, which issued a statement claiming that the action by the state is illegal. The government charged Carl with criminal misdemeanor violations for allegedly violating the governor's executive orders, but all the EO, EOs issued by the governor after April 30th, are illegal and unlawful because the legislature refused to extend her declared state of emergency past that date. And that's an interesting interplay here that I don't know whether or not is applicable anywhere else. Did the legislature of New Hampshire, in fact, declare a state of emergency? And if so, do His Excellency's executive orders expire? with the end of that state of emergency
1: that's a good question because unlike the uh, michigan legislature i i don't think the new hampshire legislature has met you know that uh, that big the first big protest with all the guns and people screaming and yelling at the cops and the uh i guess the bellhops there dressed up in red suits uh the, the you know uh, uh, not not congress but their legislature was in session at that time compared to uh new hampshire all the times we you know we've only been there on saturday so I don't obviously it wouldn't be in in session then but um yeah I haven't heard I haven't heard much at all from the legislature in New Hampshire other than I think there was like some petition by a bunch of Democrat politicians here in New Hampshire demanding that sununu do more enact more shutdowns including parks that was like about a month ago so yeah other than that it's just I haven't heard anything from a New Hampshire legislature
0: now when you say parks do you mean like theme parks or like open air nature parks like uh,
1: the, the latter although i'm sure santa's village and is uh, also probably they would demand for that to be closed down as well
0: i'm pleased to see that campgrounds are open um i don't care about golf courses but uh salons being open that's a good thing um i, I would rather see everything open and none of these arbitrary and asinine rules about social distancing and wearing a mask and all of that enforced because I, I want to go get my hair cut, but I know I'm not going to be allowed in without wearing a mask. So why waste the effort to go down there to have them tell me that I won't be allowed in? Because I'm not going to put on a mask. I'm simply not going to. Not to get my hair cut, of all, of all stupid reasons. And this raises the question, what, couldn't I just like pay the guy to come out to my house after he gets off work and cut my hair?
1: Oh, uh, well, I, I think they might risk losing their license if they do that, because that'd be like bootleg or something.
0: And that's how the government gets them to comply with all of this crap. You know, they, they took away the restaurateur's license. They took away his barber's license. And if somebody works around any of their systems, they're going to take away your license to do business. They're going to, instead of suspending your ability to earn a living, they're just going to permanently take it away.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Regulate it to death. I think there's a saying it's like everything that the government hasn't taken away, they're going to regulate. I forget who said that one. And
0: Sorry. that's certainly been the case in the United States today. I mean, you can't even do something as simple as use the bathroom without there being just dozens, if not hundreds, of regulations involved on the plumbing system, the septic tank, the light bulbs, the toilet paper. All of it is just ridiculously regulated. If any of these businesses make the government happy, it kills them. This is Free Talk Life. Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. You can call in and talk about whatever is on your mind. That toll-free number is 855-450-3733. If you're quick, you can still get on the air with us. With you tonight, it's Aria. And it's Vincent. I want to say thank you to Doug, who is tonight's amplifier. Now, he's a platinum amplifier, which means he chooses to give $25 per month to the AMP program that you can find at amp.freetalklive.com. Of course, we don't ask that much. To join the program, we only ask 5 bucks per month. And all of the money is used strictly to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. Hence this name. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Doug, thank you so much for your contributions. We hope you're enjoying the show and that you continue amplifying it. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones. We've got Dave calling from Michigan. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Uh the Michigan l- legislature is uh, going to be in session tomorrow, and plus there's going to be a protest up at uh, the state capitol in Lansing. And one of the House members asked uh, Gretchen Whitmer if uh, uh, she would call the National Guard in because she didn't feel safe or protected.
0: Oh, uh, Hold on, I didn't catch that. A, a, a member of the state house wants to call in the National Guard to protect uh, her from the protesters.
6: Yeah, she wants to be protected from the protesters, and she's asking uh, Governor Whitmer if she'll call out the uh, National Guard to protect her. And Whitmer at a news conference today said that uh, there's going to be a special task force of the state police. uh, And one of the... uh, uh, one of the reporters asked her if they plan on uh, writing tickets for uh, not wearing masks and also uh, not uh, social distancing. So uh, it uh, it's probably going to get really, really ugly tomorrow up there in Lansing, and I just thought I'd kick you guys off on that.
0: Yeah, no kidding. I'm not too sure about the state of things on the ground there in Michigan, but I mean, in most places, the, pro- the protesters aren't making any Threats whatsoever against legislators, or even governors. I oh, know
6: Whitmer. Whitmer has, uh, uh, at last count, uh, a dozen death threats uh, via Twitter.
0: But are these from like yeah. random internet psychos, or are these from actual you know people who will be there with with you know an AR fifteen? Because I, I, really I get death threats you know, all I, the I,
1: time. Oh yeah, Trump has gotten hundreds of death threats from, like, public figures, and no, nothing ever comes of it most of the time. Yeah,
0: but it doesn't mean it's time to call in the state police.
1: Or National Guard.
0: I mean, as a public figure, well, she should be used to making people angry and getting random thr- death threats from psychopaths.
6: Well, it's, uh, it's going to be a special session up there, and uh, uh, it's, uh, well, what... Uh, what can you say? Uh, it it doesn't look good. Are you going to bring a video uh,
1: camera to, uh, you know, do you make sure to document it and keep yourselves and others safe?
6: Oh, there'll be, uh, there'll be enough uh, people up there with video cameras and AR-15s and, and everything.
1: Well, it doesn't, and then, hurt uh, to bring, uh, it doesn't hurt to bring your own just in case everyone else is over. Oh, there'll be plenty of cameras. And then, you know, the only camera we have is like on the, the police body cameras or whatever. It's always a good idea to bring some sort of recording device.
0: Agreed, yeah. Dave. Thank you so much. It's definitely worth keeping an eye on Michigan. Uh, th- he said tomorrow, right? This is yes. all going down tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. i have in my Shocking. show prep. Uh, yeah. I'm
1: I'm going to be reporting on that tomorrow. Uh, Free talk live. Um, hopefully, you know. Hopefully, it goes well and a message is made.
0: I, I hope it doesn't escalate into violence. But you know when when you go to one of these confrontations, a- as I said in the Waco documentary, well, the Waco miniseries. Actually, I keep trying to call it a documentary. You know, if you docudrama. To, if you go to one of these things with guns looking for violence, that's what you're going to find. And I, I I don't mean that just at the police, but also at the protesters. I mean, if you're going to protest the lockdowns, there really isn't any reason to strap an AK-47 to your back. There's not a reason not to. Yes. But there's also not a good reason to.
1: I, I understand your, I, I understand that reasoning, and I'm inclined to agree. Although I did interview the the militia, the Boogaloo crew, or the, I think New England Minutemen or whatever LARPy name they came up for themselves, <laughs> who went to, I mean, I, you know, a lot of them are like that, who went to uh, the Concord protest, and they said that the reason why they have guns there is because we're exercising their right, we're not trying to intimidate anyone. Well, uh, although I will say politicians are intimidated by citizens who exercise their rights, and you. Well, clearly to be they want to
0: bring in the state police and the National Guard, uh, national Guard in Michigan.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and but uh, the thing I mean, m- like m- my point is, I think a lot of these people, they just want to be there as a show of force. Either we're a free people. We're, allo- we're allowed to do it right. Any other time, if we weren't under a lockdown, people would be allowed to do it. And it would obviously make a big deal because people, you know, in this country are a bunch of pansies, and you know, they're afraid of any any you're know, afraid of guns. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing at this point, just because these tyrants are getting way out of control.
0: Let's keep going. We have got Ronnie calling from Arkansas, listening on KFPW. Ronnie, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hello, you guys are my hero, man. Thank you for your advice and your information that you put out every night.
0: Oh, thanks,
1: well, Ronnie. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. We appreciate you for listening. Yeah.
6: Okay. Uh, Well, I'm I'm with you guys. I refuse to wear a mask. I went to the drag races this weekend, and it was about 30,000 screaming fans there with no mask on, no social distancing, none of this. And then the governor turns around and is ticked off because we're having a good time. Not worried about their stupid lockdown or their, you know, you got... You you just can't be within six feet of anybody. You know. I mean, it was just a pleasant, pleasant atmosphere, and I'm, I hope to God we get back to, you know, America. Now you had you wherever. said that
0: there were thirty thousand people drag racing there. If, if as I understand it, Arkansas is one of the few states with no lockdown whatsoever. Is that correct? That's correct. But we were in another state. We're in uh-huh. another state. So. You were what state? It looks like we lost you. Uh, I I hate that too because that was. Well, that was let's a lot get of a map and see the adjacent
1: states to Arkansas. But well, I think it's, it's like what seven or nine states it's that are
0: Oklahoma, Missouri, Tennessee, Louisiana,
1: Louisiana, and L- Louisiana at least in New Orleans area. They say that's that's getting hit pretty hard. Um, Compare, I mean, comparatively, like to uh, to New York. Although that was a few weeks ago. And, you know, I don't really trust any of these sources anymore uh, about what's getting hit the hardest. I remember wh- like when this whole thing began, it was. California and the West Coast, which makes sense because it's closest to China. And then it became New York because uh what was it? Governor Cuomo forced healthcare or forced nursing homes to accept people with coronavirus. And he's one I, of I, I
0: would just expect New York and, you know, California to get hit first because that's where most people fly into. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true. That's countries. why um
1: Canada's epicenter is Montreal because there's a lot of old people and it's an international city with a huge airport.
0: Yeah. Plus, it's a huge city. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, California has some highly—it's not a city, but it has some highly populated cities. I don't. I think I don't think anything of the scale of New York City, but I would certainly expect New York City to be the epicenter in the United States.
1: Oh yeah, I saw a um, I, I saw a graphic in where it showed like. It showed like color. It was color coded with green, yellow, and red. And so, majority of all the counties in the United States were green, where it said one third of all the deaths came from a county labeled green. And then a few, uh, you know, a few yellow were like surrounding the red zones. It said a third of all the deaths come from the yellow zones, and then the red zones were a stretch. Were a stretch from. Philadelphia to New York City and a few other like big cities in, in the US and that's where one third of deaths come from so one third of all the deaths of coronavirus comes from a fraction a very small fraction of all the counties in the United States and yet New Hampshire has to shut everything has to shut down Ala- oh I don't know about Alaska and it's, it's just yeah it's 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 twisted.
0: It is. But Michigan, at least, has interesting developments going on. I mean, there's the Michigan militia here protecting this barber from arrest. And evidently there's going to be a protest tomorrow at the state house, an armed protest. And the powers that be want to bring in the state police with their tanks and bearcats and body armor and assault rifles and other crap.
1: Well, you know, let them make a great photo shoot or a photo op. Not shoot. Shoot implies at a stage. You make a great photo op.
0: I think it's interesting that, you know, all we hear from these legislators is that, you know, guns are dangerous. Guns are bad. We have to ban them. But then when people start showing up to their headquarters with guns, not only do they call in people with guns, obviously, but they they know intuitively that the people they're trying to take guns from aren't aren't aiming them at you and me. They're aiming it at these legislators. Who well, not are even trying a- to take those guns from them in the first place.
1: Well, they would uh they would have the guns usually aimed up, right? Up well, yeah, or they down. not actually it, it, aim it, them yeah. at people. Then they'd get arrested for brandishing.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean or if not shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see what's going to happen come tomorrow in Michigan. I hope it doesn't escalate into violence, but if you get the state police out there with the National Guard and a bunch of armed protesters, We've seen it happen countless times, and we've also seen it happen in the other direction, where it's just a peaceful protest. Nothing out of the ordinary happens. People going about their lives. No one gets hurt. That's what I would like to see. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to check out the AMP program. That's Amplify, Market, and Promote. You can find out more about it. Again, that's amp.freetalklive.com.